Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reply to All podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. With me today are my co-hosts, Katie and Leah. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie, and I'm one of the hosts on this podcast where we answer the things you guys want to know. I'm so excited to be here today. Me too, Katie. My name is Leah, and in this episode, we are discussing something very important. Today, we will be talking about eating disorders, or ED for short, but more specifically what they are, the different types, ideologies, signs, treatment options, and lastly, why it's important to talk about them. Today's podcast is a hefty one, but very important to talk about. Our special guest, Taylor Swift, who will join us on sharing her experiences with eating disorders for a segment later in this episode. Before we get into this, if you are an individual you know is showing signs or struggling with an eating disorder, please consult a nutritionist or contact NEDIC, National Eating Disorder Information Center, NEDA, National Eating Disorder Association, or the National Eating Disorders Helpline, available at 1-800-931-2237. Without further ado, let's get started. Katie, do you mind starting this podcast off on what exactly an eating disorder is, as some of our listeners may not know? Of course, eating disorders are severe, complicated, and possibly life-threatening mental illnesses that come from disturbances in behaviors, thoughts, and attitudes to food, eating, and body weight or shape that negatively crush your health, your emotions, and your ability to work in crucial fields of life. Wow, that is something else. I didn't know that it was a mental illness. Me neither. In fact, eating disorders are serious mental illnesses that shouldn't be taken lightly. They're not a lifestyle choice or a diet gone too far. I definitely agree with you, Katie. This is for sure a mental illness that you should not jumble with. I agree with both of you. If I'm not mistaken, anyone could get an eating disorder, right? You are correct, Leah. Anyone is susceptible to them. But eating disorders often establish in teens and young adult years, although they can develop at alternative ages. Yep, there's no outgrowing it. The most common types of eating disorders are anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and binge eating disorder. Can you explain the difference between them? I can explain the different types of eating disorders. Let's hear it. As we now know, eating disorders often arise because people focus too much on their weight, body shape, and food, leading to alarming eating habits, but that's not only the case. There are actually several different types of eating disorders. The first most common one is anorexia nervosa, which is about cutting down food intake, starving of food or calories, and excessive exercising in order to be thin. The second most common one is bulimia, which is all about compulsively binge eating, then purging, and then throwing it up. Wow, that sounds horrible. I know. The last common eating disorder is binge eating disorder, which is all about binging slash eating large amounts of food at once and having trouble stopping slash running when it's enough, commonly out of stress, often leading to obesity. Wow. Eating disorders can be really intense, but it doesn't just stop there. Those are just the common types. There's others such as PICA, ARFID, orthorexia, and additional strains of pre-existing disorders. I'm glad to know about all these different types of eating disorders. I think it's time to move on to our next segment. What are the causes of eating disorders? So, why do people develop eating disorders? I mean, it can be caused by a mix of things together or develop over time. 
Eating disorders can develop over time due to factors such as bullying or exposure to unrealistic body types, but they can be caused by anything from trauma to body image issues and a need for control. These factors are increased in competitive environments that are focused on body image, such as dances like ballet, gymnastics, modeling, or bodybuilding. And I believe there are people more prone to developing eating disorders due to genetics, right? Yep, eating disorders won't form purely from genetics, but it can increase one's likelihood in developing one. Again, this is especially seen if you're living with someone who has an eating disorder. Even if it's not directly because of genetics, being around someone who has such a harmful relationship with food can cause your view on food to shift too, possibly leading to developing eating disorder. Basically, EDs can reflect onto others too, whether that's being more conscious of your body or what food you eat because the person you live with is doing the same, or by developing a harmful relationship with food as well, using it as a reward or punishment, or getting told that you're eating too much or too little and forced to change how much you could eat. Whoa, that can really impact someone's life, especially considering the, the fact that 95% of eating disorders are people between the ages of 12 and 25, according to John Hopkins Children's Hospital. It also doesn't help that Photoshop pictures of models and bodybuilders are being shoved in our faces 24-7 through advertisement and social media. Mm-hmm. When the media constantly portrays influential figures with unrealistic body types and call it the beauty standard, it causes people, often influential teens, to be exposed to that stereotype, making them feel like they don't look the way they're supposed to or what's appealing to the media. On the topic of media, I would like to welcome our special guest, Taylor Swift. Yay. Hi, Taylor. It's such an honor to have you here. So, Taylor, how has your media presence affected your body image and eating disorder? Wow. It seems like you would punish yourself almost by not eating. It's very important for parents to not use food as a reward or punishment, as it's something you should not have to earn. Food is a necessity, and even foods typically seen as bad are important to building a balanced and healthy diet. In moderation, of course, don't go too crazy with the candy. Taylor, can I ask you what you did in response to those harmful headlines and comments? And what happened once you did that? What about red carpets and public performances? So you kept exercising and performing while limiting your calorie intake? That sounds like hypergymnasia, also known as exercise anorexia. Interesting, Taylor. When did you realize how much this was harming you and how did you overcome your eating disorder? Can I ask why you kept doing it if it was so harmful to your body? And that's why we are here educating people on eating disorders to let them know that it's okay to gain weight and it's not normal to go without food. I completely agree. Thank you for being here with us, Taylor, and sharing your journey with your eating disorder. You're such a big inspiration to young girls around the world and opening up about a struggle you face can help others talk about theirs. It was enchanting to meet you. Welcome back, everyone. That was a nice interview. Let's get right into it. How can I tell if somebody is suffering from an eating disorder? I think every eating disorder displays symptoms differently, but there's a few things they tend to have in common. Yep. Though not all eating disorders are restrictive, many of the symptoms display those behaviors. Like having strict routines around eating times? Yeah. Besides the obvious of drastic weight changes and skipping meals, there's many common symptoms like... Changes in food intake, low self-esteem and depression, frequent bathroom trips after eating, expresses to burn off food through exercise, feelings of guilt or overeating, irregular stopping periods, 
obsession with body shape, or extreme dieting and calorie counting. Wow. Katie, you said some disorders display some symptoms differently. Are there any specifics? Well, something that would usually only be apparent in bulimia causes could be yellowing slash brittle teeth or colices and raw throat and fingers from self-induced vomiting. And BED could display signs of hoarding food and having trouble controlling eating habits. I think I understand. A symptom of specifically anorexia would be fasting or excessive calorie counting, right? Yeah, not to be confused with orthorexia though, which is rather focused on what they're eating rather than how much. A major sign of this could be the total elimination of certain food groups or extreme paranoia over how their food was made. That makes sense. Thanks for the clarification. On to the next topic. How do eating disorders affect you in your daily life? Well, when you have anorexia, you can have low blood pressure, slower regular heartbeats, feeling tired, weak, dizzy or faint, constipation and bloating, irregular periods, weak bones, delayed puberty, and slow growth. But that's just physically. Mentally, you can feel alone, sad or depressed, have anxiety and fears about gaining weight and thoughts of hurting yourself. What about bulimia? Physically, it's similar to anorexia, but there can be blood in your vomit or stool, tooth erosion and cavity, and, as well as swollen cheeks. Mentally, it's the same as anorexia, except drug and alcohol problems. What about binge eating? When you have that disorder, unlike other eating disorders, you could have diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and triglycerides, fatty liver, and sleep apnea. Other than low self-esteem, anxiety, or depression, what other mental effects can binge, ordering, binge eating have on a person? You feel alone, out of control, or angry, helpless, and have trouble coping with strong emotions or stressful events. Lastly, when you have ARFID, you don't get enough vitamins, minerals, and protein. You need a tube feeding and nutrition supplements, and you grow poorly. AR FID often comes with anxiety or obsessive compulsive disorder, otherwise known as OCD, autism spectrum disorder, or attention deficient hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, and problems at home and school because of eating behavior. Well, the effects of eating disorders are scary, but what about treatment? Is treatment possible? Yeah, it's possible. But what if it's very severe? That's why there is different treatments depending on how an individual is physically and mentally. For example, there's outpatient treatment. Oh, is that when you get treated outside of the hospital and it gets treated at a clinic in the area or a doctor's office? Oh, and you get help from a therapist or a mental health professional, a general physician or a pediatrician, a, di a dietitian, and a psychiatrist. Yeah, and it's proven to be very effective and have a better outcome than hospital treatment. It is very helpful because you're able to get support from friends and family, and you could practice different skills and strategies outside of the sessions. But it's only appropriate if patients are medically stable and safe to go home. What about the other treatment methods? There is day treatment, or otherwise known as intensive outpatient. That's where they spend their days in a treatment program and go home to sleep. These typically run three to five days a week uh, for three to eight hours a day. And they would be able to keep up with their connections in their home community, for example, engaging in work, some work and going to school. This treatment offers things like group therapy, meal support, individual therapy, nutritional counseling, and therapeutic activities and outings. Usually, they have some meals and snacks during the program, and the menu is carefully planned to meet the needs of each person. 
There is also inpatient treatment. That's when a person's symptoms make it unsafe to be at home or when someone needs more support to help them reach their goals, right? Yeah, and it's best if the person agrees to the treatment. Some people might not want to help or they might think they don't need it. Even, even if they are in life-threatening condition or other safety concerns. Yes, when this happens, a psychiatrist or other, me or other medical doctors may need to admit them to the hospital for safety. Wow, it's sad that people's conditions can be life-threatening, but it's good that they have care or supervision 24 hours a day, provided when it, it's this time of treatment. Yeah, they also offer different types of therapeutic support from individual counseling to family therapy to groups to help people learn from skills for managing unhelpful thoughts and behaviors. Last but not least, there is residential care. It's really similar to inpatient treatment. What's the difference? It is for some people who need more support than outpatient therapy can offer, but do not need the same medical care as inpatients. Oh, is this the one where they may have symptoms that are very dangerous to their health, but a medical evaluation shows they are medically stable? Exactly. Some residential care is, av is available in hospital settings or residential care centers in homes, or they could be on private properties. People in residential care can take part in activities that they can that they can, that that help them learn about the triggers that con contribute to eating disorder symptoms, and they can learn how to take responsibility for their own recovery. People in residential care usually are ready to work and on recovering from their illness. And it may be the best choice if you live too far away from a treatment center to get to day-to-day -to -day treatment. Wow, that sounds cool. Now that we've talked about five out of the six topics, let's now discuss our last subtopic, which is why is it important to talk about eating disorders? Do you guys have any ideas on why it's important to talk about eating disorders first before I say the reasons? Yeah, one of the reasons could be it has so much damage to the human body. Oh, and it brings awareness to the situation. You are both correct. When someone has an eating disorder, not only did that get talked about, but it also has destructive hits upon a person's life, with the results being serious, medical, psych psychiatric, and social consequences. Do you guys know how it damages the body? Yes, I heard that eating disorders can harm the heart and digestive system. It could also harm the bones, teeth, mouth, and could lead to many other diseases. Yes, that is right too. In addition, these styles can really take a hit on your body's ability to get the correct amount of nutrition. Just to revise, why is it so important for someone to get the right amount of nutrition? It's important for humans to have the right amount of nutrition so that they could perform mentally and physically properly. As well as if a woman has an eating disorder, she may not be able to menstruate and your body won't be able to regulate its temperature and keep itself warm. As well, when people have healthy eating patterns, they're more likely to have a longer lifespan and are at a lower risk for severe health complications such as heart disease and type 2 diabetes. For people with chronic diseases, healthy eating can help administer these conditions and avert complications. In order to avoid these risks, we could bring awareness to eating disorders by doing the following things. We could take responsibility and develop knowledge on this topic. We could know the signs that someone is suffering from an eating disorder. And lastly, we could reduce the stigma about talking about eating disorders. It's just like other mental health issues that when a person feels safe to discuss them, then they can get the help. That's exactly right. Well, it looks like we have now covered everything that we wanted to. Is there anything else you want, guys want to provide, Katie or Aria? Nope. Nope, all good. I'm just grateful that we have a platform to talk about serious issues that people suffer from, and I'm glad that we could talk about this serious issue today, as I feel like, the, as I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. 
I'm right with you on that, Katie. With that being said, thank you all to all of you guys for listening and tuning in today on today's podcast. We know it was a heavy one, but it just needed to be said. We hope you guys learned something new about eating disorders. And what do you do if you see someone struggling with this one? Thank you again, and see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>